Hello friend, Zachary Stockhill here from RetroactiveJealousy.com. If you've been enjoying these videos, if you would like me to continue doing this, please be sure to click the like button below and also make sure you're subscribed to my channel. Okay, housekeeping out of the way. Today I'm responding to an email from Bobby. Bobby wrote kind of a longer email, but the basic gist of it is, how do you actually know you've beaten retroactive jealousy for good? How do you know you won't date someone who will spark your retroactive jealousy going forward? What makes you so confident retroactive jealousy won't ever return? Okay, Bobby. You probably know that the first thing I'll say is, I don't know for 100% certain you know, anything in the future. Period, full stop, end of story. I can't guarantee you, I can't guarantee myself, I can't guarantee anyone who's ever dealt with retroactive jealousy that they might not have another pang of it moving forward. And when I say pang, I mean a feeling of maybe curiosity about your partner's past or a moment when you feel that feeling in your gut where that it's that old tension that maybe you dealt with years ago. I can't guarantee that anyone will never get you know, a pang again. Because people have asked me this question many times. I put in all this work and I did all this research and you know, I've spent years and years of my life trying to understand this issue that we call retroactive jealousy. And personally, as you all know, I dealt with it in my personal life. And in the many years since I dealt with it, I've had the occasional pang. And when I say occasional, I'm, we're talking years apart in different relationships. But when I say pang, I don't mean you know, going down the retroactive jealousy rabbit hole and a full-blown relapse. I haven't dealt with that ever since I wrote my first book, Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy, because I can immediately identify these pangs for what they are. It's ancient remnants of a very painful period in my life, a very old pattern that, you know, is something that I once dealt with, spent years of my life dealing with, and I feel like my body is still kind of working through some of that trauma. To some of you, it might sound hyperbolic to call it trauma, but to others listening to this and watching this, you know, that'll probably be, sound pretty spot on because retroactive jealousy can be quite traumatic for our bodies, for our minds, for our spirits. So my theory is it takes a while to completely cleanse that entirely out of our system. But I haven't dealt with anything even remotely close to what I went through years ago. And by the way, you know, I started retroactivejealousy.com and, and wrote my first guidebook, Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy, back in 2013. And since then, over seven years now, I've received many emails from people years apart, retroactive jealousy sufferers, who kind of, you know, just shoot me a line every now and then, you know, as a way of checking in. And this seems to be the common pattern. The people who get serious about doing all the exercises and practices in my online course, Get Over Your Partner's Past Fast, the people who take the work in my guidebook seriously, the people who really make a serious commitment and put in the work, either retroactive jealousy is just never an issue for them ever again, or they get the occasional pang, they immediately identify it, they know what they're dealing with, and they know exactly what to do in that scenario. You know, using all the methods that I talk about, some of them on this channel, and many, many, many more in my guidebook and online course. But the bottom line is, I can't predict the future, and I can't know for 100% certain that I'll never meet anyone ever again, you know, a potential partner or a partner who will inspire my retroactive jealousy. However, one thing I think that really helps is as I speak to you today recording this, I'm about a month away from my 33rd birthday, and I know my values pretty darn well at this point. I've spent a lot of time really considering what is important to me in women and dating and relationships, what is acceptable, what is not acceptable, what I can deal with, what I don't want to deal with, 
what's a red flag and what's not, et cetera, et cetera. So if I was ever in a situation in the future where there were some genuine red flags in a partner's past, I think I could identify them very, very quickly. So that immediately eliminates more values-based retroactive jealousy, which actually you know, is very clarifying and frees up a lot of mental RAM for me. And thus, that means I'd only be dating people who I know there's no conflict in values. So if I ever had another pang of retroactive jealousy, I would immediately identify it. I would know that this is not about a genuine values question. This is my ego, this is insecurity, this is biochemical imbalances in my brain. This is an old pattern, et cetera, et cetera. I'd immediately identify it. I'd know what I'm dealing with. And I'd be able to proceed through my day pretty quickly, I think, because I've got all the tools, I've got all the perspectives, I've got all the practices I need. All that's left is me implementing them. And you know, I'm sure that I could proceed through it pretty quickly. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships, and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.